So I'm also excited this morning to be introducing our guest speaker, Tommy Anderson. Uh, Tommy is the uh, executive ministry coordinator at Charm Prison Ministries, and a couple guys here have been with me, and we've gone into uh, the prisons and probably either saw Tommy or heard him speak. He has an amazing story. I'm not going to go into a lot of the background because I think he will, he'll cover some of that while he's up here, um, but he's here with his wife, Shorna, and their little one-year-old, Nathaniel, who had his birthday on Wednesday, same birthday as uh, my daughter, Annette, so pretty cool, born two hours apart. Um, so they're here, and we, we're really excited to have them here. Charm is one of our uh, ministry connections here, and so I think a lot of the other Charm guys are also here, and I think Dave will point some of them out. But I, I first want to introduce Dave Trickett, who's the founding director of Charm Prison Ministries, and have Dave come up, give a little bit of background on him and Tommy and just the ministry in general, and then take it from there. So, um, You mentioned the, uh, your, your daughter and Tommy's son had the same birthdays, and I thank you. I got the memo that you and I got the same shirt today. And it was red and blue, the charm colors. Thanks, Tom, for being aware of that. Anyway, it's uh, my privilege to uh, be here this morning and uh, share in your fellowship um, as we enter into this, this week of uh, reflection. For me, it's always a special time of the year because um, the price that was paid on the cross is, is something to not take lightly and to reflect on often, um, not just for a week, but, but daily. Because um, when we take it back to that place, that place of, of what was paid for us, that, that, his, that we're righteous because of, of, of him knowing no sin became righteousness on our behalf. It's just, is, is humbling. Um, Tom mentioned that I'm, I'm the founder. I am the co-founder with my wife, who is in the back K, if you'll stand up, please, and Jesus. Um, it, the Bible, there's a scripture in 119.71 that says, it was good that I was afflicted that I may learn of your statutes. Um, this ministry is, is just an overflow of what happened in my life. There were people that were faithful to go and see the least of these. Um, and Jesus was the example and always going to see the least of these. And, and uh, so I'm just humbled again to be here and be a part of this fellowship. Um, but I come and I, and I take it back to that time when God was speaking into my life. It was good that I was afflicted that I may learn of his statutes. Because when you learn of his statutes and you learn of his laws and you understand I can't live up to those, nor have I ever lived up to those. But you understand that there was a payment for that, and there's someone that took it all, and that, that you now are righteous because of his payment. Oh, that's humbling and breaking. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm, as I was confessing back there at our time of confession, you know, I, I, I confess that I should live in that place a little bit more often. Because um, just in the remembrance of that, you realize how much I fail him even after he's paid it all. Um, but anyway, I come this morning and, uh, to share a little bit about what we do. The vision the Lord gave, us, gave me while I was in prison was just one to go back. Um, and I didn't feel called. I didn't feel I wasn't a preacher. I wasn't a teacher. And I'm, I'm just a, 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 a foolish man. But then I read in the scriptures that he uses the foolish to confound the wise. Like, well, hey, wait a minute. I do fit that part. Um, and, you know, and then our theme verse in, in, in 2 Corinthians that, you're in Christ, you're a new creation, old's passed away, behold, all things are new, and that he's given you this ministry. You didn't have to go to seminary, you don't have to read your whole Bible, you don't have to memorize this, but it has something transpired in your life where you've met Jesus. And in that, you're so grateful that you gotta tell somebody. You're an ambassador, right? Because we understand that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. I said, okay, God, I hear you. 
I do have a call. Even though I can't sing, preach, or teach. Let's go tell about your love. Um, and I thank you as, as we've, as I, I've, feel like I've been obedient to what God has showed me in prison and continued down that road. We, we're in 17 prisons across the strait, looking to be in 25 prisons by 2020. Um, we follow that up, these evangelistic events with discipleship on the inside, and then we follow that up with aftercare, transitional living for men coming out of prison. And I'd like to introduce you to some of my friends this morning. You guys are living in one of our transitional I'd like you to just stand real quickly. Amen. Thank you, man. We have several others. You guys can be seated. We have several others that couldn't be here this morning because the state puts monitors on them, keep close ties on them. So they couldn't get it approved with their parole officers fast enough to get here, but they would have been here if they could. To tell you thank you. Thank you for giving on to the least of these. We are the lives that have been changed. Um, again, it starts with evangelism on the inside and discipleship on the inside, but really where the rubber meets the road is when they hit this back gate. And they walk out into a life that they've never seen before. They have Jesus on the inside, but they don't know what that looks like on the outside. And it's people like you, men and women like you, that meet them there in that moment. Continue to partner with us and support what we've done, what we're doing. And I thank you, Taylor, for your responding to your call. I remember meeting you at, uh, amen. I remember meeting Taylor a few years back at, uh, we used to work with the ministry over there on Long Point. And, and Taylor, one thing was evident about Taylor, that he loved Jesus, and he loved people. And then I heard he was going off to seminary and going overseas, and I said, oh, no. Sometimes that place will change people. Get a whole lot of knowledge, become puffed up, and, and, and you forget what happened at the cross. Thank you, Taylor, that you never lost that. In fact, since I'm meeting with you more and more on this side of seminary, God, you just, he's just done even more things in you and your love for people and love for Jesus. Thank you for your response to your call. Thank you for loving us. Amen. So again, we're just here to say thank you. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for being a part of what we do. Um, we don't see it like what you guys mentioned earlier. Is we're one church over there and you're one church over here. We're all the body of Christ, doing God's work and, and fulfilling the commission. Um, and thankful. Thankful again. Uh, so I guess I get the opportunity to introduce the one that's going to speak this morning. And it's a great privilege of mine to uh, inter always to introduce him. I usually do this inside of the, the fences. Um, but we know where Jesus is. There is no fence. Captives are set free. And oftentimes it's in our churches that people are locked up the most. And um, my prayer is this morning, I pray that's nobody here, but if anybody here is still locked up in your mind or in your soul, that you'd be set free this morning. Um, but as I introduce Tommy, my dear friend, come on up, Tom, make your way. Um, Tommy is one of those as well that I met some years ago in the prison, and, and uh, he was already on fire for the things of God. He'd already done 16-some years on his sentence, and he had the last two years to go. We became dear friends inside, and we've continued that fellowship on the outside. He lived in one of our transitional homes, um, became the manager of our transitional homes, and then came on staff. And, and I tell you... Um, I couldn't do it without this brother. This brother understands my heart. He understands the father's heart. And, and, and it's only because of him this thing goes. Um, this is our family, these men here. And, and, and we, don't, we don't take that lightly. We don't take their souls lightly. And Tommy, every time he gets behind this sacred desk, what he calls it, um, I wouldn't refer to it as such, but that's what he calls it. That's what I'm going to call it. 
he doesn't take this lightly. Um, and you're going to get all of him this morning. And I, uh, it's a great pleasure to introduce to you Tommy Anderson. Greetings uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, um, being um, or having um, this call to uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ is a, um, it's a uh, privilege uh, burden um, and uh, oftentimes um, when I have the privilege to preach what thus says the Lord, uh, it, uh, it always, it does something to me. Um, by no means am I comfortable because I understand uh, to uh, some degree of the uh, sacredness and the holiness of handling and preaching the word of God. And so my stomach goes crazy. My mind goes all around. And I picture... God standing up in me because I can't do this in and of myself. I don't want to do it in and of myself. I told the Lord years ago uh, when he called me to uh, preach his word is that I will only go if you take me. Um, so I ask you, I, and I ask you to pray uh, for me. And I, I thank uh, the pastor and uh, greetings to the pastor for praying with me and for me. And his prayer was appropriate. Um, listening to his prayer, I, 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 I sense and hopefully I conclude correctly that um, there is a burden that he shares as well. And he understands that burden and his prayer reflected such. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, to this uh, beautiful uh, church, uh, body of believers, uh, thank you for the privilege and inviting and allowing us to occupy and to share with you uh, in your home, uh, amongst your family. Um, uh, we are very protected of our family, of the flock that God has allowed us to serve. And so we are careful with uh, invitations. We're uh, careful with giving uh, invites. Uh, we're careful because we are to be stewards. And so uh, being able to be trusted to share with you, uh, we don't take lightly. Uh, we thank you and uh, we bless uh, all of you uh, in the name of Jesus and my uh, charm family. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, I've been asking in our group me, uh, pray for me. Um, I stand in the need of prayer. Um, 
not standing in and of myself or my own intellect or anything of such. Because I don't have anything. All that I have and all that I'm not all comes from God. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. I'm going to ask y'all to talk, talk back to me if y'all don't talk in this church. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, um, always, uh, I, I appreciate my, uh, my wife. Uh, she, was, uh, she has the, uh, amongst many of her gifts, she has the uh, long time gift. And uh, if some of you don't know what that means, she prays for a long time. And she, uh, she talks uh, for a long time. Uh, and um, uh, we thank God for uh, my, my praying wife and my beautiful uh, son back there uh, who's going to be good throughout the service. Amen. 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 Um, greetings to you. Um, in the name of Jesus, um, our scripture, and if it's in your custom and you have the ability to stand, we ask you to please stand for the reading of the word this morning. Uh, Mark, where we were earlier, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, if you will. And the scripture says, uh, and when they came... Nigh unto Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. And he said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a coat tied. Somebody say tied. Whereupon never a man set, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do you this? Say ye that the Lord has need of him. And straight away he will send him neither. And they went their way and found the coat tied by the door without in a place where two ways met. And they loosed him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, what do ye loosen the coat? And they said unto them, even as Jesus has commanded, and they let him go. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down the branches off the trees and straw them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father, David, that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. You may be seated. Uh, from this passage of scripture, I like to use for a thought, uh, according to plan, according to plan. Of course, now we, we live in the days where um, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ has been um, watered down. Uh, I had the privilege of visiting over here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was uh, pleased that um, this church is Jesus-focused. 
I, I think that's a good place to say amen. Amen. Uh, often throughout this, 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 this time, um, you know, the pulpit is used for whatever uh, political preferences that uh, individuals have. And um, we now are in the age where uh, the preachers and the pastors are uh, somewhat uh, celebrity status. And it really, in my opinion, oftentimes takes away from the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me in this place? Uh, many uh, churches uh, are, are, are being developed and more, more so uh, uh, seeker-friendly or seeker-sensitive or crowd-pleasing churches and not Jesus-sensitive churches. I'm going somewhere if you walk with me. Um, Churches uh, 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 with a, a crossless Christ and a Christless cross. The true gospel is being replaced by a bloodless message that lacks the power of real hope. Salvation through works. Jesus on your terms. Not today. Not on this day, because I understand the redemption power of God that has taken place in my life, and I don't believe he brought me this for to play no games with you, because it's serious. Uh, no matter where we're from, River Oaks uh, or, or the, 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 the ghettos of this town, whatever the case, there is a spirit and there is a soul that needs minister to this morning. And by no means will I take this opportunity to play with you or to lead you in such a way that is not pleasing to God. But I stand here giving you the truth as it is given unto me. I hope you can appreciate that. I, I, I stand here today with an unorthodox approach to this passage. Uh, not having any formal degree in seminary institution or, or university or accolades afforded by man. I don't have a firm grasp of the scriptures where I can confidently expound on this passage of scripture. Are y'all with me in this place? I won't pretend to act like I understand the regal arrival of Jesus riding on this donkey heading into Jerusalem. I, I, I can't or I won't pretend like I just really understand uh, uh, Zechariah 9 and 9 where it was prophesied that Jesus would be riding on the donkey and all of the people says according to uh, Zechariah that they rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, the king cometh unto thee. He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass upon a coat with the fall of an ass. I don't have a firm grasp of the theological aspects and the prophecies that was given at this time. And so I won't stand here pretending as if I got it. Perhaps uh, they were in the crowd shouting, uh, saying, now here's the one, here's the Messiah. I don't have a firm grasp of exactly what exactly that meant to them. But what I do know, can I tell you what I know? Uh, 
what I do know that despite my journey, uh, despite that uh, my mom died when I was four years old, uh, despite that uh, my great-grandmother died when I was 12 and I found myself going from pillar to post, living in shelters and eating out of trash cans, despite my journey of living in shelters and being a seventh-grade dropout, despite uh, my addiction to crack cocaine for 20 years of my life, are y'all with me in this place? Despite that uh, my dad wasn't there in uh, five attempts of suicide, despite the fact that I did 18 years, seven months, and 11 days in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, despite the fact that I was a sinner and I was lost, one thing I do know is that on 1996, May 11th, in a cell, 5D5, Jesus met me right where I was, and he delivered me and saved me and brought me out of darkness, gave me understanding of the gospel and his love, and I cried out to Jesus, Lord, save me. Any witnesses in this place? That which I do know that uh, my faith uh, should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. In my minus-minded humanity, I understand that the cross in mathematics equals a plus sign. And I tell you today that God has turned around what the devil meant for bad and has made it for his good this morning. I know that without the shedding of blood... There's no remission for the sins. How many of you know it was the blood? Oh, come on, somebody in this place. I know it was the blood uh, for me. That's what I do know. And so being able to expound and to preach from this particular text, the only thing that I can give you is what God has given me. So I'm going to ask you just to tighten your shoes up and, and your belt buckle and undo your spiritual arms because some of you sitting there spiritually and ain't receiving. So I'm going to invite you to open up for us to take off our faces this morning and come on, let's get in the spirit of God and hear what thus said the Lord. That's a good place to say amen. amen. I'm going to work with you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the scripture says, uh, and when they came nigh unto Jerusalem, unto Bethany, uh, Bethage, unto Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. Somebody say two. Uh, one thing I like about the scripture, it does not name the disciple. Huh? See, oftentimes uh, we want our names on the, the marquee and uh, uh, we want it to be known that, you know, Anderson was here. But here in the scripture, the Bible says that there was no name. He sent two of his disciples. Perhaps it was James and John or whoever it was, but I like in the scripture that it says a man with no name. Are y'all with me? Because some of us have been some no-name kind of people. But God used the no-name people and sent them out on his mission. Do I have any no-name people in this house today? And he said unto them, go your way into the village. Ah, 
Uh, uh, oftentimes, the, the thought for villages is, 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 is something small. Uh, even they even said about a, a, a Jesus, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Right? Can anything good come up out of the hood? It's not necessarily a physical location because you can be in the woods and River Oaks and you got a hood mentality. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all will get it in a minute. Catch it when you go out. Over against you, the village. So God specializes in no name and in the village. And the Bible goes on to say, over against you, and as soon as you enter in it, you shall find. I just about to let you know that God knows exactly where you are. God knows what your address is. Uh, God knows your condition right here that you're sitting in. And, 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 and oftentimes what we do, and, 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 and all of us can be guilty of it, when we enter amongst our people and our friends, and, and we, we, we're good with putting our face on. And oftentimes I would say more so that people are good at acting like they well and they really sick. Any witnesses in this place? Amen. So he entered into it, and he said, you should follow. So God knows exactly where you are. And then the Bible goes on to say that they found a coat tied. Uh, many of you sitting here today, you are tied to something, whether it's alcohol addiction or pornography addiction, uh, tied, but there are often other ways of being tied as well, and it's not always on the bad side because I believe that God has a plan according to his purpose and will for your life because sometimes God needs to just have you tied up until he's ready for you. Oh, come on, somebody. I know y'all don't like that. Y'all be ready to go, man. I don't know you got me tied up, huh? But God will put you on hold until it's this time for you. But oftentimes what we do, we mess up. We want to untie, and God hadn't untied yet. We want to untie it on our own, and we want to move on our own, and that's the reason why oftentimes we have so much hell, and we'll be quick to blame it on the devil. But that's us really leaning to our own understanding because you went, and God ain't told you to go. Mic check. Okay, it's, it's working. So we got two aspects of being tied. You can be tied to something of the flesh, of the lust of the spirit, and then we can be tied because God has ordained according to his plan for us to stay tight. There's a story um, that is told of this young lady who uh, moved from uh, Jamaica, and uh, she came to the States and, 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 and was in a relationship in the individual um, abandoned her, and so she was left all alone with just her and God. And so she was tied, if you will, to God. And it wasn't time until after nine years, but while that nine years was going on, God was working on this other big head dude back uh, for almost 18 years of his life. And then when they, God brought them together, God allowed me to come and untie that so she can be tied up with me. So sometimes we just need to wait on God's blessing because what God got for you, can't nobody change that. Uh, am I talking to somebody in here today? 
So it's good to be tithe. And then the Bible goes on to say, wherever never a man sat, ain't no man ever sat on this donkey. And oftentimes, um, I've acted like a donkey in my life. And I couldn't be tamed. Uh, five attempts of suicide, I was like that crazy man in the graveyard in Mark chapter 5, cutting on himself. But when he met Jesus, Jesus was allowed to sit on me. And see, when you let God sit on you, then you're no longer master of yourself, right? Then God takes the reins in your life, and he directs your path in the way that we should go. Can I, do I have any witnesses in this place that's talking with me this morning? So never a man master, but when he met the master, then I love what the Scripture says. It says, loose him, free him, and when you're free, bring him to me. When you're set free, because when Christ sets you free, you're free indeed. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so he came to Jesus. They bring him to me. And so when the time is right, people, according to plan, God will untie you. And then when you untie, there's always some opposition that comes. Uh, people are going to ask the question, and Jesus already knew that some opposition was going to come. He said, when they ask you what you're doing, tell them huh, that the Lord has need of them. Uh, oh, y'all with me in this play? Say unto them that the Lord has need of them, and say that God has need of him. So I stand before you today letting you know according to God's plan, God has need of you for his glory, for his purpose, for his praise, for his accolades, because we're not our own. We're bought with a price. So we don't belong to ourselves. The Lord has need of him. And then the scripture goes on to say, and they went their way and they found a coat tied just like God said it was. Now look at this, tied by the door. Y'all see that in scripture right there? Don't miss that. The donkey, tied by the door, a place where two places are. Some of us sitting here today, man, we're just so close to freedom, right there by the door, but we tied. Huh? So close, too close for comfort, right there by the door, but so far away because we tied. And some of us are tied with some stuff that we've brought on ourselves. Now, it's the difference when God got you on hold then you're putting yourself on hold. So when we get in the way of God, God ain't going to bless that mess. I don't care how much you take Scripture and try to take it out of context and put it in your situation to make it right, and God ain't said it. And you're just butchering the Scripture. It's tight, but it's right. Thought I'd throw that in there. It's important that we say what God says. He said, tell them that God has need of him. Say what God says. And oftentimes where we fail is that we don't understand or really have a firm grasp of what God say. Oftentimes we identify ourselves with stuff that God has not said that we are. More than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Free Indeed, that's what God says we are. 
And oftentimes we walk in bondage and God has said, you free, baby. You free. Say what God says. And then let's look at the worship aspect in this passage of Scripture. And it says, and they brought the coat to Jesus and they cast their garments on him. And he sat upon them and many spread their garments in the way. Now look at this. And others cut down branches off the trees. Uh, my understanding is that uh, the coat that they wore represented what their position was. So they took off their position and laid it on the donkey. They took their position. Uh, they took their, 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 their title. They took whatever it is that they thought that made them or what represented them. They take it and they put it on the donkey and they laid it on the road for Jesus to walk over, for Jesus to use for his glory. So whatever your positions are, I dare you this morning to lay it at the feet of Jesus. Lay it on the donkey of Jesus. Lay it where God can use it for his glory. In your workplace, you ought to be representing God. But look at this worship right here. You got some that took their position and they gave it. And you got some that went to the branches that belong to God anyway. huh? See, oftentimes we want to give God just some branch praise. Um, it don't cost you nothing because you're going to get it from something that belongs to God anyway. But I dare you this morning to take off your position and lay it for God to use it for his glory. Are y'all with me in this place? Some of y'all look like y'all sucking on lemons out there. Amen. Y'all come on. Hallelujah. I'm just messing with you. Y'all might not have me back no more. That's all right. So you got some that worship, they gave their position, others just cut down some branches off the trees and they straw them together and put them in the way. Then look at the perception here, it says, and they went before and they that followed cried saying, Hosanna, blessed him that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And that sounds good. Huh? That is very commendable. But this triumphal entry involves some suffering. Are y'all with me in this place? See, oftentimes we want the praise, we want the pats on the back, and we want the accolades, but when the trial comes, oftentimes we're ready to, 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 to throw in the towel. But I'm telling you, if you're on fire for Jesus and you're doing the work of God, you can expect that the same ones that pat you on your back may be the same ones going to be crying later on, crucify him. Because Jesus was on his way to the cross. And understand that this coronation that they gave Jesus is not exactly the final destination. Because the cross had to come after this triumphal entry. His destiny was for the cross, for suffering. And I dare you this morning to take up your cross and follow him because Scripture said that's the only way that you can be truly a disciple of God Almighty. Look at this. This was a, bitter, a bittersweet day for us because even as we read in this celebration, we know that Friday was coming. The cross is coming. We know that many in the same crowd will within a few short days exchange those words of praise 
for words of death, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then later shouting, crucify him. Crucify him. Hosanna, save us now. The children of Israel is looking for a kingdom right now. Save us, deliver us from this Roman bondage. And oftentimes what we do is in, in, in the churches, we go from, from church to church, from pillar to pillar, looking to be saved right now out of this messed up. Why are you trying to make it in a world that ain't going to make it no way? Your, our kingdom and our citizenship is in heaven. And the Bible says that we ought to be strangers going through this burned land. Are y'all with me? But here's the good part. Over in uh, Revelations, the, the true praise is going on, y'all. Uh, not necessarily on that road to uh, 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 Jerusalem and Jesus was on the donkey. But I implore you and, and I encourage you and, and I present to you that there is a praise that's coming that's going to be far more than anything that took place on this earth. Uh, I'm looking for that great day because right here in the scriptures, the Bible says that they, and they sung a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, and thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and out of every tongue and, and people and nation that had made unto us our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And beheld, I heard a voice of the angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times, 10,000s and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. My question to you, what song are you going to sing? Are you according to his plan where you're going to be saying, worthy is the lamb? Where you'll be in heaven all day long, understanding that you was a lost and you was a sinner and you called on Jesus Christ. And then someday you'll be in, in, in heaven singing with the chorus, hallelujah, salvation and glory belongs unto you. Are you according to his plan? The Bible teaches us in David said it earlier, said it was good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn his statutes. Have your name been written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Are you, am I, according to his plan? Do you know Jesus, the real true Jesus? Or do you have Jesus on your terms? Or are you according to his plan? On this Palm Sunday, where we remember, but Jesus was looking for something far more greater, even the suffering that he took. He took on that suffering because he knew something was greater. Are you looking for the greater? Will you be in heaven with me? And I think the Lord is going to let me cook for him when I get there. And I'll be serving at the table saying, worthy is the lamb that was slain for me. For messed up me, worthy is the lamb 
your worth is far more than anything that we can measure on this side of heaven. But he loved us so much. Black, white, green, purple. Whoremonger, adulterer, murderer. Or are you in a line with his plan to be saved, to know him? Or is your perception twisted? Is it Jesus according to your plan? Because that's what the people had. They had their plan. They wanted to be saved now. But there was something a whole lot more greater. Whether I have some her in heaven or not, I don't know. But I know I'm going to have a new body. He's going to drive my tears away. And I'm have a new song. Are you according to his plan? As I came, I come in peace in the name of Jesus. If I offended anybody, I got some bodyguards that's waiting for me on the <laughs> side. But I pray that conviction takes place. Because no matter how much makeup we put on, God knows our heart. And it's very important, it's imperative that we are according to what thus said the Lord. There's much at stake. Somebody like myself didn't want to live on my own since 12. Out of God's plan, but his merciful hand was on me. Now, I've been walking with the Lord for about 20-something years now in my life. And I always say, y'all, it is good on this side of Jesus. God bless you, Pastor.